0: How is everybody today? It is Wednesday, the 25th of October. Do you know what that means? Do you know what's right around the corner? I'm going to say, yeah, Halloween. It's in six days. But there's something bigger than that that's around the corner. Something way bigger than that that's around the corner. And that is called, in my sobriety world that I live in, the Bermuda Triangle. You're like, wait, what's that? Thanksgiving? Christmas, New Year's, right around the corner, right around the corner. We are going, we are sliding into this time. Got a lot of scary things going on in the world that we all know that we cannot deal with. We cannot deal with, we cannot fix, we are just living in fear. Before I go any further though, please subscribe to my channel if you like it. Please email me at elizabeth at elizabethchance.com with any questions, any comments, anything that you want to talk to me about. Even if you want to yell at me and tell me you don't like me, you don't like my hair, you don't like my lipstick, let me know. You can reach me at elizabeth at elizabethchance.com or busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y at Busy Living Sober. I will write you back right away, I promise. Subscribe to my channel, please. I have so many exciting things going on By the way, I want to tell you this. I have an attorney coming on to talk about DUIs, which is going to be amazing. I've never had an attorney on my show in six years. Six years, never had an attorney on. It's going to be really interesting. That is exciting. That's coming on on Monday. Take a listen. Look out for Kerry McLean. He's coming out here on Monday. And then I have lots of mocktail drinks. I have Thursday, Thursday coming out. This week, and I've got a drink I'm going to show you. I'm actually going to buy something and open something and show it to you. So come to Thursday, Thursday. If you're out there and you're like, I have been battling addiction and I'm over it, please listen to today's podcast because I just want, if you have tools, if you have a solution to your problems, it's so much easier. Instead of going, I don't know what to do. I have no idea what to do. I have no idea what to do. I see there's so many podcasts out there today. And lots of people in new new term sobriety, which I totally commend. I think it's amazing with two years, two and a half years. They do sober curious. They do gray area drinking. I'm just going to be honest. It's semantics to me. An alcoholic is an alcoholic. You can't process alcohol. I know that's not a pretty word. Nobody likes that word. But that is what they have coined the word. So I hate the word cancer. Everybody hates that word cancer. Nobody likes that word. But we still, it's out there. And it represents what somebody has. It's when you cannot process alcohol like a normal, and I do normal in air quotes if you're listening, because normal is white bread wonder. You know, you open that white bag with the dots. I haven't had it in a hundred years since I was a kid. But I know when you took out that loaf, if you pulled the bag all the way out, each piece of bread looked the exact same, right? Same crust, same thing in the middle. Nothing's really different except for the heels on either end, right? Those are a little more bumpy and a little more colorful. But every other piece of bread looks the same. That's normal. Nothing else is normal in this world. I cannot think of anything else that's normal. I am not normal. What is normal? I have no idea. I'm multigrain, multifaceted with lots of bumps and lumps. I really enjoyed this, this past Monday's um, podcast with Dr. Sharp because she talked about the, the rats. Okay, so here we are, we're getting rats and rats having to go to have rat parties and not wanting to be by themselves. Rats like to be with other rats because that's what we, as humans, we're like rats. We like to be with other humans. I know there's a lot of you that don't like to be with other humans and really don't like human beings whatsoever and don't really like people at all. And isolation is your number one place to go because you'd rather be alone than be with anybody else. But when we're with other people, we feel better. Okay. I know other people bring up things that go, oh my God, that's totally uncomfortable. I don't like this. I don't like that. I'm self judging myself. I'm constantly worried about how I look, how I'm feeling on the inside, which is nervous and scared that you're not going to like me and I'm not going to like me. But we're about to go in and embark in this Bermuda Triangle of holidays. And we're like, I don't like being around people. And now I've put down my favorite thing that actually made my holidays okay because I could have a drink or I pick up a drug and ingest it. And then I could just coast through and not really have any problems. Maybe if I had too much to drink, I might've said something that I shouldn't have said. Totally been there, done that. Um, And we are like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? I'm newly sober. I've got no, I I, I'm, I've got no time sober and this is scary shit. And I don't want to do this. Totally get it. Been there, done that. I'm a big proponent of figuring out, for one, what goes on between your head and your heart. It seems such a short path, doesn't it? It's like my head's here, my heart's here. But it's really, really far, especially when we have just quit drinking. For me, I um, it was really hard. It's taken a long time. I'm not going to tell you that this this stuff is easy. I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to say, oh my God, go pick up a mocktail and go hang out with some girls at a hotel and your life's going to be beyond your wildest dreams. You're not going to have any more problems anymore. That is not the case. I've never seen that happen. Maybe it's happened to a couple of people, a handful of people, but most people, human beings are kind of the same in some sort of way in that we have these emotions that are what makes us uncomfortable. The emotions we feel. And what alcohol and drugs do is make those feelings go away. I don't have to feel fearful. I don't have to feel anxious. I don't have to feel what I'm feeling in that moment because I'm going to pick this drink or this drug up and it's going to work and I'm not going to have any feelings. The problem is, is that afterwards, And you might say, well, there is no afterwards. I stay on a constant buzz buzz 24-7. I'm constantly buzzed. It gives me this opportunity to be at this place that I don't even have to feel. And I love it. But it kills our insides, right? It's not good for our liver. It's not good for our brain. It's not good for motivation. It's not good for exercise. It's not good for our nervous system. So what do we do? What do we do? We realize we're an alcoholic. I don't care what you want to call it. Gray area drinker, sober curious, whatever it is. You've decided that you and alcohol do not get along. And you don't like yourself when you're drinking or doing drugs. And here come these holidays. And here comes all this real, real stuff. Real stuff. Families. Whoa. I can tell you that that has always been my biggest trigger family family you can give me strangers till the cows come home I am great with strangers because I don't know because they don't know me my family knows me they know how to get me I don't know do you can you can you relate to what I'm saying do you get this like doesn't your family have your number more than anybody else I mean even more than your spouse because your spouse or your partner or your boyfriend girlfriend whatever. They might, they're like, they got you, they know you, but they don't really use this. Like a family would use your stuff to like, get you, say things, go to that place that you're like, wait a minute. I haven't thought about that in three decades. That's 30 years, by the way. And they just brought it up and it's like, that felt hurt. That hurt. That hurt. That hurt. And we're like, how am I going to go do this? Can I call in sick? Can I say I have to go? I've got a business call. I've got a business meeting I've got to get to on the other side of the world during the holidays and I'm out of here. I'm going away. If you have enough money to do that, God bless you. Good luck. They aren't going away. It's always there looming in the future. This dreaded time, weddings, funerals, the holidays, being around these people that we grew up in the same house with. It's like a lot. It's a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions, a lot. And so how do you stay? Okay. Because now I've identified the problem, which everybody gets. You all get this problem. What am I going to do? I've got how many weeks before it's going to happen? We're going to say eight weeks. I'm I'm guessing here because I know it's almost Halloween and that's the third. It's always the last Thursday of the month of November is Thanksgiving. And how are we going to get through it? How am I not going to talk about politics? Ooh, that big thing, politics. And let's face it, my family, I think one way and other people think another way. That is okay. I even have children that think the other way. And that is okay. But do we need to talk about it at the dinner table? For some reason, I don't know why it always has to come up. These topics that we all know are like, can't we just set up boundaries? I don't know if you grew up in a house that of boundaries. I did not. So I have no idea what that feels like to say, okay, we're not going to talk about this. We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about this. We're not going to talk about that. And then there's somebody well-in-doubt that has too many drinks and goes to that topic. And you're like, "Ah, oh, we're here. We're here. We got here. We made it here. So prior to going there, it's really important to find out what is the thing that helps you feel okay. What are the tools that are in your toolbox? You're going to say, what toolbox? What do you mean? I'm not an electrician. I'm not a carpenter. I don't have a toolbox. We all have toolboxes. Okay. Some of them come in the shape of a handbag. Some of them come in the shape of a duffel bag. Some of them come in the shape of a backpack, whatever your toolbox looks like. It includes in there tools that help you feel okay with you. They soothe you, they help you get through trying times. Rather than picking up a drink of alcohol or a drug, what are those tools? Can you define those tools? Now, I'm gonna talk about a couple of different tools. Okay, the phone. I'm showing, if you're not watching me on YouTube, I'm showing my cell phone right now. Phone numbers, people in your phone that you can reach out to, your therapist, okay? Your psychiatrist, Your best friend, your next door neighbor, someone that you can have in your phone that you can text and say, maybe send me an SOS. The dog ran away and you need me to help you. Whatever it is. I remember having dates, by the way, on match.com a long time ago. And I would say to my girlfriends, send me a message and tell me my kids are throwing up. Now I would have told the person that I was going on a date with probably that my kids are with their dad, but they were already cocktails into it. So they didn't remember it. And they didn't even listen to me anyway. So I'd have them text me and say, time to go. I've got to go and be like, oh, my kids need me. Got to go. Same thing with when taking care of your sobriety, you're like, oh my gosh, I've got to have in my phone five numbers of people that I know that I can reach out to and say, I need an SOS. Save me, save me. That's number one, having five people. Can you find five people on your phone that you can say SOS to? You need to have five people. Number two, bring what you like to eat and what you like to drink. I was on in an article last year in the Washington post was interviewed by this woman. It was amazing. But she said to me, she goes, she's in recovery herself. And she said, you know, it's so weird that I go to these holiday parties and they don't have anything for me to drink. They've got whiskey, they've got tequila, they've got beer, they've got this, they've got that. What? But they didn't think about her. And maybe you don't want your family to know where you are in your journey of sobriety or not being sober. You might not want anybody to know. It might be your own personal business. You might've just found out you're pregnant. You might've found out many different things, but it's about you. So we can't assume that Aunt Marge down the street has your your favorite drink that you like to drink when you show up at this party or this function. So stop and get what you like. I'll tell you this, Pellegrino, if it's your favorite, which it's one of my favorites, I always stop and get it at Costco. It used to be $12 a case. I don't know what it is right now. I know it's a lot more than that because everything's a lot more than that. We will not go into my politics right now because I could go off. And you guys probably understand where I'm I'm coming from with that. But um, I'd stop and get a case of Pellegrino because guess what? You bring something that you're like, this is really good. This is my concoction. This is what I like to make. I don't know if it's non-alcoholic beer, if it's non-alcoholic, Whatever whiskey, wine, champagne, those are expensive too. And you're going to be like, I'm going to bring this and it's for me. And then everybody's going to be like, Can I have some? And you're gonna be like, I don't want to share. <laughs> I get not wanting to share, but maybe bring enough. If you can afford it, bring enough that everybody gets a little bit. Okay. Everybody gets a little bit. Now, if you're flying somewhere where you have no family, which one of my favorite movies of all time is Home for the Holidays with, um, fellow sober man, Robert Downey Jr. And um, and Helen Hunt, and it's not Helen Hunt, it's Holly Hunter. And it, she goes home and she gets home and it's like, you know, we all relate. We all relate to what that feeling was for Home for the Holidays. And so she's not at home. Her daughter's flown away somewhere else. So you go somewhere by yourself and you're with all these people and you don't have a way out. You don't have a place to run away to. You don't want to go see your friend from fourth grade that you haven't talked to in a hundred years. You have no interest. So you're like, what am I supposed to do? I'm by myself in this town. I've flown here. I don't have a car. I don't have anything. What am I going to do? Well, you can always put on your sneakers. Or whatever shoes you have with you, whatever it is you like to wear outside, and go for a walk outside. This is going to sound really crazy, but taking off your shoes and walking in the grass—now, everywhere has grass somewhere, right? Even if in you're in New York City, you can go to you can go to Central Park. You can go somewhere where there's grass and get grounded. There's a part of the earth that comes up and 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 literally hits your nervous system. And makes you decide to say, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm just going to feel the earth for this minute. And you get grounded and you feel better and you feel better. That works. The other thing, which sounds totally insane, hug a tree, mother nature. It brings the sense inside of us that we're like, I'm okay. I'm calm. Meditation. Next thing, meditation. Meditation. If you need to take a deep breath, go into the bathroom, say, I've got to the bathroom. I'll be back. Take 10 minutes. Nobody needs to know what you're doing in there. And if they start banging on the door, just say, sorry, I'm busy. Put in your headphones, your earbuds, whatever it is. Put, go to Insight Timer. You can even go to YouTube and get a free meditation. Put that meditation on. It will soothe you. It will make you feel better. You'll be like, oh my gosh, now I can go back and manage. And you're like, oh, but I went and I did that for 10 minutes. I came out. I only lasted another five minutes with my family. Okay, go run back. Say, I've got something GI problem going on. They don't need to know. Take a time out for you. If you can go to the basement and get yourself a little bit of time for yourself in the basement, go to third floor, wherever you can go to hide, go hide. In an apartment building, they always have places like, office spaces that you could probably go and there and take a moment to yourself. Having that opportunity to say, I'm going to identify this feeling I have. I'm going to take five minutes to go identify the feeling I have. I'm going to look at it and I'm going to deal with it. That's the important thing, is taking the time to identify the actual feeling and then you can fix it. You know, faith, Without works is dead. And you're like, what does that mean? We can't have faith and fear in the same moment. We have to assume everything's going to work out and be okay. All right. And you're gonna be like, no, how can I do that with the world going the way it is and watching the news? Stop watching the news. (laughs) That's a huge thing. Don't watch the news. You, there are so many things on Netflix that have nothing to do with the news. Hulu, uh, Apple TV, uh, Amazon Prime and watch your favorite old movie, put on your same th- your favorite music. All those things will bring you back to a place where you feel okay. You won't want to go and pick up that drink or that drug because the unfortunate thing, which I mentioned a little bit earlier, is that you pick these things up and you get up the next morning. Let's take a quick break. Do as I say, not as I do. Are we that generation? or are we doing and working on ourselves just as much as we work on the technology that we crave, artificial intelligence? And the concerns, I would say, were pretty valid. But the interesting thing about that is, is it valid because that's how we see ourselves? Are we, are we looking at them, but then really seeing us? And those problems and everything else are still there. The worst part about it is you normally wake up the next morning not really liking yourself and what you did you're like, why did I do that? I said, I wasn't going to do this. And then you have this guilt. You have this shame, all these feelings, again, feelings come emoting down. Why would you even go to that place that you have to do that to yourself? And I have to tell you that nobody reminded you recently, alcohol is a depressant. So if you're already feeling bad and then you drink, you're going to feel worse. It's just what happens. It's a depressant. And you're going to say, how, how do I know these things? Because I will tell you, when I was first getting sober, I had to, um, I had to have these. I had to have an escape plan. Now I don't even see my family at the holidays. I just don't. I live, I live five billion miles away. My kids go with their father, so they're not coming here. It's to be really quiet. I can watch all my favorite movies, my Christmas movies, and I can make my dinner and have lots of leftovers, um, and maybe invite people that have nowhere else to go. That's what I'm gonna do. And, um, and it's not that I'm hiding from anybody. I, I, for one, I didn't get an invitation <laughs> and, um, that's the truth. And you might feel like that. Like I haven't been invited to go anywhere. What is that about? I haven't been invited and it sucks and it feels terrible. And you're like my loser. Am I this? Am I that? And gratitude is the best attitude. So for whatever reason, that's what's happening in 2023 for me. I don't have a place to go for the ho- for Thanksgiving and I'm just going to be here with JF. I just, I don't know. We don't have any other plans and it's okay. I It makes me feel sad. I'm going to make sure that I do things that I like to do. I'm going to probably go swimming in the ocean. I might go to a yoga class if they have a yoga class on Thanksgiving day. I don't know any yoga teachers that probably teach on Thanksgiving day, but if they do, I might go to that. Um, I'll go swim. I pray there aren't there's a lot of sharks right now in the ocean here in Florida, where I am in Delray Beach for some reason, and a lot of jellyfish. So I don't really like going swimming there right now. Walk my dogs, journal. I can journal and I'm gonna cook. And as much as I'm trying not to eat bad things right now, that's a day that I'm gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna take off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat what I wanna eat. And Christmas is the same thing. Luckily, I have two of my three kids coming home for Christmas. And I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but it's the time together that I'm looking forward to just to be with them and I just the whole thing. So, and then New Year's is going to be probably hard for me. I have a hard thing going on that day that I'm not going to be participating in, but I'm just, again, going to try and stay busy. I feel like if you stay busy, get it, busy. Um, if you stay busy, then you don't really... Feel the feelings as badly. I definitely feel them more at night when I'm by myself in bed. I feel like, cause you know, you go to bed, even though you're next to somebody, you're like by yourself and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel really sad. And you might toss and turn and toss and turn like I do. And then I get out of bed and then I pick up a book and then I start reading and then I finally fall asleep. And then I wake up in the morning and that feeling's still there. But I'm going to end with this. There's one thing you can do. And I started doing it the other day. And you can just smile. Like if you smile for a minute, it changes your whole demeanor. Your whole demeanor. Your whole demeanor changes when you just smile. Like you can count your head to 60 and you're just gonna be like, I can't sit here and just smile. I can't smile and count to 60. And and you do it. And you're like, wait a minute. I'm smiling. I actually feel kind of good. I'm just smiling. I'm not smiling at anything. I'm just smiling. You're like, she's crazy. I am crazy, but it works. These are all tools that you can use to put in your toolbox. It's not a hammer necessarily. It's not a wrench, not a screwdriver. It's things that are going to help you soothe yourself, give yourself a hug. Oh, if you get one day of sobriety, That's more than a lot of people ever get. That is a huge gift. Be grateful for that. That is huge. All these emotions are going to come and all these holidays are going to come and they're also going to go. And how you are with you is the most important thing because it'll affect everybody around you. So take care of you and selfishly make sure you're in an okay space before embarking with all these people because you don't want to bring everybody else down that was like one of my big things I used to always do unfortunately is bring everybody else down that's what I had to own that's this is my truth and I did that I screwed it up because I didn't use these tools and um over this journey I think my journey would have been a lot easier if I would learned these tools a lot earlier but whatever I didn't Here we are. And um, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you have anything to say, again, reach out to me. I promise I will reach right back out. It's Elizabeth. That's so much easier. Elizabeth at ElizabethChance.com. So easy because busy B I Z Z Y at busy living sober works too. But remember that you are not alone. You got this. You've got this. You can do this. I promise you, you can do this one minute at a time. And the minutes add up to hours and the hours add up to days and days add up to months and then years. But using these tools will help you immensely. Reach out to me, subscribe to my channel. And if you like my show, share it with your friends. Till next time, keep getting busy. living. Bye everybody.